Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Okay, good morning. Welcome to KLE podcast and this is your host Sean and Steve it's Friday uh, Saturday Saturday we missed Friday for some reason we forgot it was yeah. Friday so we are on Saturday Friday board co- Friday conversation on Saturday and our conversation obviously is already going and and I can't remember what I wanted to say now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the sorry roll until the introduction. I wasn't even doing introduction I must just like just kick straight into it <laughs> Keep talking. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that you kind of went, ah, well, you know, here we go. Okay. Well, <laughs> and, and, you know, you're trying to introduce it, but your mind was still thinking of, oh, what was it we were talking about? Yeah. Now? I was, that's but, my, yeah. yeah, my mind was somewhere else. Oh, what I was going to say is that, um, you know, Jesus made a strategy very clear about how he wanted us to influence the world. And right. the thing, the thing is, is that every person, not every person, but most people I've talked to view, um, view the Bible and view what Jesus said and what Jesus did in a very churchy mindset. The paradigm That's true. is constant, concentrated to filter it through this. So I mentioned the word kingdom to somebody or discipleships to somebody Straight away, they go to, oh, so you want to impose yourself and on us. And I go, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is that we've, we've misinterpreted the strategy of Jesus totally. And if as long as we, and oh, right. by the way, we are talking about, we, what are we talking about? <laughs> you, being on the mission of Jesus. So it started uh, out. Yeah, it started out ecumenical, you know, as far as trying to get everybody together, doing the same purpose, same the same thing. thing. And, direction. you know, I, I said about the, yeah, I said about the elephant, you know, swallowing the Catholic, Protestant, and the Jew, you know, what happened when he did that? Well, he had an ecumenical movement. The problem is, you know, is that we try to get everybody together to try to do the same thing, but it's always an artificial it's an artificial reproduction of what we, of what the vision actually is. If I say to you, yes, be about the kingdom. Let's be about our father's business immediately. Like you said, we put those same glasses on. We've always seen through and we think, okay, yes, my, I'm already doing that. I'm already kingdom minded. My church is the kingdom. We do seek the kingdom. And so we already have this mindset of what the kingdom is. And it's, it's not really what, what a lot of guys are trying to do right now is go out there and build a church and set it up in every single city and every single whatever, wherever it is that they go and wherever they preach. Well, but they want to be the head of it. They want to be the one that's kind of seen on the big screen and everything else. So let's get all these little satellite things so that my ministry gets out there. Well, it isn't your ministry ding-a-ling-a-ling is not the kingdom of god your ministry is not the kingdom exactly your church is not the kingdom yeah 
So somehow, somehow to get out of that mindset and realize that Christ has a different idea about how you function to affect change or to affect Christ into the community or into the place that you're at. And we keep trying to do it with programs or overlay different things on it and uh, try to fluff it up, try to make it bigger, try to do different programs and none of it works. And we wonder why. Yeah. Well, that's why you've got, what is it like in America alone, you've got 7,000 resignations of ministers every week, every month. I can't remember exactly. The, something like that, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I mean, it's just, it's 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 crazy. I know when I was trying to run everything and drive, it, make everybody move in the same direction, and grow, we want to grow, we got to grow, we got to, and, you know, there's a lot of motivations behind that, you, you know, um, and, but we, you know, so I'm trying to get everybody on the same page, but the problem is the more I tried, the more I was picking up all these hassles, like, I don't want to do this and, I don't have time for that. And, and, you know, but I, I, it was so bad because one guy, um, two guys were actually out and they were going, <laughs> they were going Sunday nights out into the, like into the bush. And there was like people living in a, in a squatter camp in the bush and they were going out and, and I said, no, you've got to do discipleship program first, you know, and just like, and they said, well, sorry, we're not, you know, we, we busy out there, people, we, we feeding them and, and, you know, talking to them and whatever. And I go, no, you've got to, you know, and afterwards I sat down and thought, oh, you know, what an idiot. I'm, you should just empower people to do what, what's on their heart to do, you know, but gosh, because we've got this like one vision and, you know, of course, two visions is division. You can't have division in the church. But that was my original thought is that we're trying to move everybody in the same direction for a vision for our thing, you know, right. to win the city. The city doesn't want to be one. Uh, you right. know, it's just like it doesn't want to be one. You've got 15 other church ministries in the area all thinking the same thing. And and nobody's actually accomplishing anything. Right. So what what is the answer? You know. Yeah. And what are we trying to win them to? Well, exactly. But into more of our religion. Our religion, really. Right. I mean, you know, we all. I, I sat this week with a millennial and, and just asked him. They said, you know what? I think there's more to it than 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 what is being said. But it's just like you get hurt. People just ignore you. It's, I will never set my foot in another church again, ever. Is it because it's not real? They haven't, you know. I, God is not real to me because what I see, I just is not real. And and I thought, well, that's exactly what it is. And so when I started talking about the stuff, that my what I have seen, um, it, everything was I. I, you know, the thing about it is, is when you're coming from a different paradigm, you can hear exactly when somebody from their paradigm, where it's coming from. Right. Because the more they talk, you are interpreting everything through the wrong paradigm. You're interpreting through a religious paradigm, a church-minded paradigm, and my ministry kind of paradigm. And when you think like that, you are always going to come to the wrong answer. It's always going to end up burnt out, worn out, Etc. Etc. No, it's just it's never <laughs> well, I got all choked up about that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but it's like that Mary and Martha thing. You know, um, Mary, uh, Martha came to Christ and said, uh, don't you care? I'm, I'm wandering around, you know, busy doing all this stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm preparing the food for everybody. I'm doing this. I'm making sure everything's right. I've, I've cleaned the house already. I've, I've done all this stuff. And uh, he says, Martha, Martha, you are much ado about nothing, basically. And, and uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, the Greek word means running around in circles. Mm -hmm. Why is it you're doing that? Mary hath chosen the better part. Right. And I thought about the whole context of that. And and um, I, this is where we started a couple of weeks ago and then kind of cut off because we were having problems. But um, it says that Martha welcomed Christ in. It yeah. also says Mary welcomed Christ. But there's two different words there that are used. One of them, the one that Martha did, it's to welcome under. The one that Mary used was to welcome as though you're under. So even though it was her house, Mary welcomed him and came under what he was doing. But Martha welcomed him under her. This is my house. I'm doing all this stuff. Don't you, you. Don't you care that I'm busy? Yeah, for you. Yeah, don't you care that I'm doing all this stuff? But, but yet you've got to come under whatever it is that I'm doing because, you know, do something about this you know why don't you do something about this and he said martha martha you're just you're just busy about stuff that doesn't even matter and um i thought about the two the two approaches of the two ladies it's to welcome i'm going to welcome christ as long as he's supporting my vision and my ministry and and i'm welcoming i'm welcoming 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 him under me and as opposed to welcome welcoming welcoming <laughs> welcoming him <laughs> and i come under what he's doing <laughs> help us that was tough i'm gonna <laughs> i gotta go take a Can nap I give an now. interpretation for that <laughs> even say welcoming this morning <laughs> welcoming welcoming there we go welcoming you got it oh that's funny oh, i'm sorry <laughs> oh my land oh gosh cry, man. oh dear it was that bad huh <laughs> It sounds so funny. Maybe I'm. Maybe we're on a roll already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, and that's. Um, yeah, you know, if we're trying to move everybody onto our initiatives, get everybody moving, we we resort to manipulation at some Even point. Even Christ, we're trying to move him. Yes. into our vision into bless what, what we're we doing you know yeah. bless what we're doing hey we we are another chick-fil-a franchise of the bigger franchise but you know bless what we're doing you know and and it doesn't work like that jesus said you know if you come right down to the principle of it jesus when he sent out these 12 and he said you you enter 
a community, an oikos, a home, a house. That word is oikos, a, a home setting or a community setting. Sounds like a pigsty, oikos. 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 <laughs> so <laughs> you enter the oikos and you find the man of peace, you know? Yes, yeah. And, and um, that man of peace is somebody that, that you connect with, somebody that you build a relationship with. Right, right. And then you, you stay there. And you bless, and obviously you bring the kingdom into that situation, and you pray for the sick, and you raise the dead, and cleanse the lepers, because that was his first instruction. He said, right. preach the tell them that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the right. sick, raise the dead, etc. So yeah, show, yeah? show them. Yes. So bring it in, demonstrate it into that community, and he said, don't leave it. Go then from community to community. So in other words, as those relationships open up other relationships, move into those other relationships. And, and but it's natural. It's a flowing. It's not, yeah. it's not forcing or manipulating or trying to have a program to have a community outreach. That's right. Or to win that city. You know, it's right. just like now is then he says, but if they don't receive you, then walk out, shake the dust off your feet. In other words, just don't, you know, leave the rejection, leave the, the, you know, the stuff where they don't want to receive it, leave it behind. It's fine. You know, there's many cities that we have to go to in the, in the house of Israel. And he was very clear on the mandate. And I thought that there's something that we missed. That was the strategy that Jesus left them. And he was training them in how they were to proceed. We see Paul doing the same thing. Funny enough, with all that, with the preaching that we've heard, I don't know. I, I haven't read it yet. But if you go through the book of Acts, I don't see Paul ever starting a church anywhere. No. He, he would meet people and suddenly something would begin to gravitate in a home for, or a prayer meeting or whatever. You know, Dorcas, he met by the river and she invited him to his house and, and, and suddenly people got there and he would stay and, and make sure that they were settled into understanding the, the, what this is about, and he would leave, and the thing would keep functioning. Today, we can't even get one of our business churches operating properly, even when they, we are there. You know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, just that's like, true. you know, it, it doesn't happen. And they didn't appoint a pastor. He didn't appoint a pastor anywhere, ever. That's the thing. You know, it's just like, he went back with Barnabas and Silas at different times and established elders in each. Right. Sent in Titus and Timothy yeah. to ordain, ordain El. In fact, that was the weirdest thing when I began to look at that ordination or to ordain. The elder is the only thing that it says to ordain. Yeah. It doesn't say ordain pastors. It doesn't say ordain teachers. Not or the gift or, no. No, none of the gifts. Yeah. It says ordain an elder. Oh, are and, we already ordaining intercessor ministries, you know? Are you serious? Yeah. Holy mackerel. What in the world are we doing? I guess everybody wants a title. Everybody wants a position. You know, it's power. It's just really yeah. And it's importance, it's significance. You know, being, being a son of God is not significant enough anymore. You know, making disciples... Is like a lowly kind of program right. in the church. You know, it's like, it's not important anymore. Uh, it's just, it's not New Testament in missing. 
missing right. the kingdom structure totally. You know, I was I was invited up to a, a men's meeting uh, just, just to be a part of it. I mean, I wasn't invited to be the speaker or anything else. You know, just a group of guys up in another state, and uh, we just were camping, just mm. meeting together. And uh, <clears throat> we were sitting around the campfire that night, and we just had a good meal, and we were just talking, and things began to happen. And uh, 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 there was a lot of speaking into some of the men's lives and, and some of the younger guys, especially uh, about some different questions they had. And, and I mean, just, I hate to say spiritual things were happening, but just, but just, you begin to talk about the Lord just because that's what's in you. Yeah. And yeah. they were, they were asking questions. I mean, real questions. And we were just uh, giving, you know, real ans answers to the best of our ability. Uh, as far as what we, you know, find in the scripture for them to help. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, the pastor guy stands, <laughs> stands up and he says, uh, well, um, we have another fire prepared down. It was probably about, I don't know, 30, 30 meters away, 30 yards, or, you know, somewhere in that. It was down a little further. And he says, the intercessors came up here and they were praying over the place before we got here for this camp, camp thing and they they saw an open heaven right over there and that's where we're supposed to meet so we're gonna shut down this fire here and we're gonna go over there so it took them i don't know maybe 10 15 minutes to start the fire down there and by that time we got down there nothing happened nothing went on and finally we just decided to go to bed and i thought you know First of all, those intercessors, quote unquote, were not even a part of the meeting. And they weren't there. They weren't going to be there. And they were speaking into and giving directive as far as where and what and when and everything. And they weren't even there. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, what what type of presumption do we have to speak into something that we have no idea about and no, uh, just because we've got this thing as an intercessor or we've got this gift or this anointing or this whatever. I mean, if you're going to speak into it, then, then be there. And it's almost like the days of old when, the, when a prophet would come to the king and say, Hey, you know, go ahead and go up into battle. And he says, great, you go first. <laughs> you know, you lead it first, you go out there first. And then if it failed, I mean, if, if it failed, well, then you didn't hear right. Hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but we've, we've gotten, like you said, we've gotten so much into this mentality of this is how it works this is how we do it and it and it's it's not how we do it that's not how christ it's how we do it but it's not how christ intended for his kingdom to be promoted on this earth that's right exactly. and so now to go back to that find out who we are as kings and priests unto god help that person next to you come into his fullness and stature as a king and a priest unto his God and stop monkeying around trying to get people to follow our vision and our purpose. Yeah. That's the thing is everybody's on a journey, you know, and right. Everybody's experiencing Christ in different ways, you know, not in different ways, but you know, they all on their journey, they're having their experience. They're having right. their relationship 
and you know great or not so great they're having their experience and we've got to respect that and and so at times you know like the, the guy was saying to me this week it's just like um i said you know it's it's about relationship he says well i haven't found any in the church really not, not real he said i've never found a real relationship in the church i feel like it's all false wow putting on putting on a putting on a performance you know so they you have a relationship while everything is hunky-dory and you come conforming to whatever they're doing uh, yeah as long as you're committing to the yeah. meetings and committing That's to right. whatever it is but, they've got but as yeah. soon as as soon as you are not you don't fit into the mold and therefore you know the, the relationships become very thin very very skinny you know and and so it this becomes the real problem that that the next generation is having to grapple with because our cultural understanding of of kind of relationships that the kingdom is made up of is uh, very shallow we don't understand we don't we're not committed we we're so con committed to this kind of thing right we're not committed to the relationship. sorry i was looking at mine <laughs> yeah yeah but, but um you know we it's it's easy to write something on social media you know it's like when people want to vent they go to facebook right. and they vent themselves on facebook you know and it just uh, it and then they drop it then they drop they, they feel better about themselves but everybody yeah. else is left with the vial everybody's right. left with the vial exactly. now you got to deal with their vial and they went on happily and with their own life because they vented yeah and they they're actually fine but you know they just had their like they just wanted to drop the you know let out all their their law dirty laundry yeah, their ecumenical movement movement yeah exactly and that's that's why that's why you know one of the one of the things that i decided to do way back in 2016 or 2017 was to start the kingdom leadership equipping facebook group because i thought i saw so many leaders so many uh, christians putting out stuff um and, and see that's the difference you open a group everybody wants to put their churchy stuff in they all want right. to they all they right. all want to advertise their thing they want to preach you know and nobody's real then nobody's real then but when it comes to their facebook profile where everybody can read it you know now they let all the you know i'm unhappy with the church i'm unhappy with the relationships you know god doesn't answer prayer whatever you know it's just like they throw all their rubbish out there um all their opinions and ideas where First off, I don't believe it's a good testimony. Secondly, because everybody's looking at it and giving their opinion on it, but right. nobody's allowed to challenge it. So when you go, oh, I, so no. I said, you don't dare go challenge into a group and let somebody be able to question it. Let somebody be able to ask you the right questions and, and, right. and challenge the thinking. I mean, I've had people, as soon as I challenge something and I just go, all right, you know, maybe that's a bit harsh. I, <sighs> excuse me Woo. um you know I, I'm, I'm not saying it's not real and it's not true but maybe it's a bit harsh I, i'm just asking i'm not saying it is i'm just asking do you feel like it, you, your approach is maybe a bit harsh and and okay i'm offended i'm leaving i'll never say anything again and just like this <laughs> is relationship really uh, you know yeah. it, this is the kind of stuff you, you too, you're too spiritual to be ever questioned. 
uh, or, right. or approached on something, we, you know, we've lost that, that um, powerful side of relationship. I'm just thinking of a scripture as well here. Um, yeah, you could tell I was looking up something, couldn't you? Yeah, I saw that. Well, I guess I'll just, rather than trying to read it here, I mean, I found it, but I, uh, in Ezekiel, if we go back to just the way God works, how he, how he begins to function, it says that uh, in Ezekiel, it says that the, there were the dry bones, there were dry bones scattered across the desert. And they said, why, why is it we are dry and cut off from all of our parts? Why is it we've been buried in these graves for so long and we're just, we're scattered, we're dried and cut off from all of our parts. And in the first part of it, he said, well, then after that, God speaks to them and he says, I will put you back together. I will put you back in your place where you fit. And I will cause you to come up out of your graves. And then you will know that I am the one who did it. But that's why he said right at the very first, he said, now prophesy to the bones. He said, bone come together, bone to each his bone. So, uh, and that's what it talks about in Colossians, the bones coming together, all beholding the head, you know, they are compacted by that which every joint supplieth. It says the next thing he put upon it was sinew, which holds those bones together to make a joint. Because the body's only as strong as that which every joint supplieth. It's not the bone that supplies. It's not me that just supplies to this. It's uh -huh. when you and I come together, it makes a joint that supplies to the body. And it says knitted and compacted by that which every joint supplieth. It says having nourishment then ministered. Yes. You, can't, you can't minister for very long if you're not nourished. Yeah, exactly. And it comes from that knitting and compacting and that, that fitly joining together. And uh, then he put the flesh upon it. So he began to make it into a body. And it said, then he stood before him. It stood before him a mighty army, but there was no breath in it. And we've been prophesying to the wind a long time, you know, oh, breath of God come, oh, spirit of God come and, you know, blow upon this fellowship, blow upon this valley, blow upon, you know, he's. It, the way he works is he will not do it. He says, now prophesy to the wind. And it says, and the life was put back into them again. But it, what, if you're just, he's not going to just blow upon bones. <laughs> I mean, they're still scattered. How are they going to come to life? The bone does not come to life by itself. And that's something I, I know that you and I've talked about a hundred times, but it's all about the relationship. It's, it's like you said, Paul would go into an area and he would find people that he would be just not knitted together with, but find somebody that had something and he began to talk with them and share with them. And then they'd invite him into their home and then things would happen. And, but it was, it was a living, breathing organism as opposed to trying to build a church. Yeah. trying to build a club, trying to build some administrative structure or format in order to do something. Yeah. He wasn't trying to build something to do something. He was trying to build that person and to build the kingdom of God into somebody's life. Ah, well, that's it.
You see, that that's, you know, I've probably said, well, I said, I think this last week, but is that that community, it, commu relationships build community. Right. Community develops culture. Culture influences. We're trying to influence with preaching. Listen, you know, if we were going to change the world, Steve, with preaching, the world should have been changed a long time ago already. Oh, yeah. Really? I mean, you know, we preach. I mean, we've got thousands of television programs, radio programs, preachers all over. Podcasts. Podcasts. You know, I mean, this is going on, you know. And it is. I mean, people are preaching, you know, all got a message, all got something to say, and they're all preaching everywhere. And right. boy, I used to be on the streets handing out tracts, you know, putting it into people's post boxes and handing it to them on the streets and whatever else. And so, and you know, I came to this conclusion. I thought, yeah, no, if preaching was going to do it, I think we would have done it. But if we're colonizing, look how effective England was. They said the, the sun rose and set on the English Empire. And it's um, just a small country. An island, an island, you know. Yes. And so it's just an island of people that went out and expanded their, their kingdom. Right. And that's what Jesus wants to, is wanting us to do. He came back and restored us back to the authority, the dominion, the, the um, example, the role, the image of Adam into his image and gave us the Holy Spirit again that gives us that ability. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you to be my witnesses. And then witness, we think witnessing is preaching. That's the thing is we, everything we, we filter through this paradigm of pulpit ministry. I've got to be a pastor. I've got to be a prophet. I've got to be, I've got to be. What did I say to us in, in, in Malawi? You know, I'm starting to be a pastor. So, so my friend, our friend, uh, Justin said to him, you know, it's like, why? And the guy said, well, because then I can be effective for the church and I can win people. And so Justin says, well, I'm a business guy and a son of God and I win people to the church and I'm effective. And the guy went, mm, 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 I didn't know what to say. But because, you know, that's the, the, the mentality that we've, that we've um, exported to the whole world. Right. Is that is the only way to do it. We cannot see... And that's what I'm going is like, okay, unless I'm an intercessor, prophet, pastor, teacher, you know, unless I'm an apostle, I'm just not effective. And they're just like, what? Um, you know, or you got to ordain me. Yeah. You know, hands on me. Let the spirit come upon me. And, it's just, and Jesus goes, no, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall be my witnesses right. to colonize the world out of a community of relationships. Right. Right. And I, when somebody says to me, I don't want to set my foot again in another church, I say, and I understand. Now, I don't want another meeting. Right. I, I don't want another praise and worship session. I don't, I don't want it. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want an intercessory thing. I don't want to be in counseling. I just want, you know, they don't know what they want. I tell you what they want. They want that relational family community aspect where we're able to, just talk and be real and and somebody begins to influence me not with 
with their preaching and their religious scriptures, but uh, you know, quoting right. stuff. But that's what the, that's what the people in heart want. That's what the bones want. Right. But but you hear this. You hear this in the back of your mind. I hear it all the time. Well, I I just I want to be a pastor, or I want to be yes. this gift, or I want I need to be this. I mean, this is what God's called me to be. You know, I need to do this. I need to be all fivefold full time all the time. You know, I I yeah. need this. Why do you need that? Yeah. Why do you need that? It's not Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's Christ in you the hope of glory and we've gotten that so backwards as far as but that's the main thing is like that young man that you were talking about in malawi more than likely his focus was on him his anointing his purpose his direction his vision what he needed to do as opposed to a heart so much yearning for god to be promoted in the hearts and lives of people to see that change he was more in he was just from looking at it from the outside, he was more concerned about what he was doing, what his purpose was, what he business. Yeah. Yeah. became a business because I can get paid to do this and don't yeah. have to work. Don't yeah. have to do anything. It's a career. You get a pursuit. I mean, I look at the guy, uh, when you go to Africa, you know, they will always mention a certain guy who's got two planes travels around with these two planes. You know, and so everybody's like, I want to be like that. And I go, why? Why do you want to be like that? Why do you want to be like him and his wife? You want two planes. Or, or you know, is that you've got money and, you know, yes, because then I'm more influential. But, you know, really? Uh, he's just too plain. He's <laughs> just too plain. And it's just like, is, is that what it's all about? Is that what we, is that what the kingdom has now resorted to? Jesus said, when you go, you take no um, you take nothing with you. Uh, you don't yeah. greet anybody on the way. You go to the lost sheep. So in other words, the mandate was focused. It was clear. And you go into a community. Right. And so when Jesus picked up on that in Matthew 28, um, you know, he said, go into all the world and make disciples. Right. And go into all the cultures, eth ethnos or ethnicities, which is cultural groups. Go into every culture group. Find a community, find the man of peace, and begin to influence, bring the kingdom, because the kingdom is like leaven. It's like yeast. Yeah, it didn't say it didn't say necessarily at that time, try to collect a bunch of people. It says no. find the man of peace. That's right. Don't have a don't have a meeting. No. <laughs> don't no. have a meeting. Find find four intercessors, a prophet and a teacher, and uh, you know, you, you make sure you have a bulletin so everybody knows what yeah. you're doing no yeah. you're whatever yeah in fact you remember the the best thing that ever happened in the book of acts <laughs> because everybody was concentrated in jerusalem everything was happening in jerusalem suddenly persecution starts in jerusalem what happens it's that they went everywhere preaching the word what yeah. were they preaching the word of the kingdom that's what they were preaching right they, they went everywhere making disciples and preaching the word everywhere yeah. and so the church began to grow and multiply uh, accordingly, you know, and right. and there we find now the the, the Antioch um, ministry church begins to develop, that community begins to develop, and out of that, the New Testament unfolds. I mean, just right. like you know, it's it's it that that's like amazing to me. Is that so? We're missing, 
we're trying to form, make a formula out of this and there is no formula. It's simple. It's simple. Go back to what Jesus did with his disciples, what he told his disciples to do and do that. Yeah. What was the gospel of Jesus Christ? Yeah. What was it? You know, what did he preach? I mean, if you think about that, I mean, what was the gospel of Jesus Christ? And it was the kingdom of God. Was it was. Yeah. yeah. So I've got to preach this message. I've got to preach this message as well to right. other towns. You know, this is the purpose that I was saying. So right. it's just like, okay, we, we, you know, we, we need to go back. And that's what I said is like, you know, for me, I'm telling you for years, I, I just, I cannot believe I was so stuck for years in one paradigm. And, you know, and I so thank God that, I, I was able to start seeing something from a different perspective, Steve. I really do. I, I'm just, I'm so grateful to God, you know, and, and the more we've spoken, the more it's unfolded. And, you know, it's, it's like really great talking like this on, because we sort of unpack these, these right, right. insights, you know, and, and. Uh, well, it says I, when you go out, don't take anything with, in other words, don't take yeah. all your old baggage. Yes. Don't take anything old baggage. And, and that's what we've done is we've taken all of our old luggage, all of our old paradigms, all of our old whatever with us. And it says, it says, don't even take your purse with you. In other words, all your pair of dimes, all your old money, you know, don't, don't take all your paradigm. Don't take all your stuff with you. Yeah. 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 Don't take all your, don't take your luggage with you. Yeah, exactly right. You just go and take me because yeah. it's not, it's not that you're preaching. That isn't the idea. Ah. It isn't the idea of you preaching. It's who you're bringing. Bring, bring me. Bring the presence. Of, and that's why it says, he who ministereth to you the Spirit. Does he do it by works of the law or does he do it by faith? It's, I'm ministering to you. If I'm ministering to you something, it's not a message. It's not a preaching. It's not a teaching. It's a person. I'm bringing to you the Spirit. I'm right. ministering the spirit. Right. So I've got to find out what he's doing right now with you yes. and then bring him to you. Exactly. That's a whole different, that's a whole different way of thinking yeah. than I've got to go out and preach. Yeah. Well, again, you see, the thing is the paradigm I'm preaching. <laughs> Well, yeah, you've got to have a that's pulpit. true too. That's true too. Yeah, you've got to have a pulpit. Preaching right. in in the New Testament was not a pulpit. Thing. No, no, not at all. You know, it's like Jesus could preach from from the one lady at the well to the five thousand crowd. It was right. it, it was all the same. And what it was wasn't standing up and shouting. It was bringing heralding good news, being a messenger of good news. Right. Good news. Yeah. Gospel. Yeah. The, the gospel of the kingdom. That, that's right. what he brought, you know. And so he didn't have to. It, it wasn't about spitting and sweating. I mean, I went to a meeting in Africa and they shouted so much. I couldn't stay in the meeting. I walked out. I, I came back like five times. Excuse me. And I walked out five times because, I mean, the guy had the mic and he was sweating it's like they're trying to work up something that just doesn't happen. You know, I went to a little a little meeting in the South, uh, the Southern Baptist kind of uh, church meeting, and 
Uh, I went down, I, that's when we first came 12 years ago or so, 2008, you know, 2007, 2007. And, and I went to this meeting. There's like 25 people in the meeting, you know, and I thought I just, I just wanted to meet the pastor and just bless him, you know, just because I was like totally wrong because the guy got into his, into his rev, man. And, you know, Oh, can I get a witness? So little Jesse was only like nine years old. He turns to me in the loud in the meeting. What does it mean to get a witness? What's this get a witness thing? <laughs> but everybody's laughing. But the guy's like, and he's going. And then afterwards, they put this like towel blanket thing around him. And so I went up to shake his like hand, Elvis, but now he's yeah. too anointed now. You can't. They usher him into this like little cubicle, you know, on the side there. And because now he's anointed, you know. And I, I looked at this and I got in the car and I just laughed, you know. I said, this is absolutely ridiculous. Now, what am I? Are we supposed to be impressed? I, I, I don't know, you know. Is this like that we've got some spiritual, you know, that is now connected with God more than anybody else? I, I don't know. I, you know, I know it's a cultural thing. I understand that. But. I, that's what I'm saying is we've got to bring the difference in that culture. The, 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 the millennials look at this, the generation X, Y, and Z, and T, and whatever else. They look at this and they go, no, thank you. We're not interested in this stuff. I used to go around the South here, and, and um, I had a lot of different – I was doing a sales thing at that time. Um, and <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was going to a lot of the churches and stuff just to help. help. <laughs> anyway. Um, but I drive up. Well, there's so many reserved parking spots. First of all, you have the pastor and then uh, actually it said senior pastor or apostle so-and-so or prophet so-and-so. And then it would say first lady. Yeah. So you'd have so-and-so and then you'd have the first lady and then you'd have the first deacon and then you'd have the handicap. <laughs> And I go, wow, we've got a whole, a whole lineup of people. If I'm just coming by just to visit, I got to park way down there somewhere because yeah. all these guys get the first seats, you know, yeah. and I'm thinking this is, this is craziness. What we're, what we're, um, continuing to, uh, I, I can't say, yeah, promulgate or whatever, you know, we want to keep, good word. Yeah. yeah, we want to keep producing this over yeah. and over and over and we and do for centuries and centuries we have yeah for centuries we've been producing that that's why they wanted to kill calvin because he just like i'm not doing this anymore you know it's just like right. uh i'm not gonna fit into this mold anymore so you know calvin and luther and and the thing about it is i met with <laughs> i met with uh we were sitting in a in a fraternal meeting one day and uh this one Pentecostal guy, he just asked the, the, the Catholic priest, you know, he says, so father, whatever the guy's name was, he said, so what do you guys think about, <laughs> he's just like up front, what do you guys think about um, uh, Martin Luther, you know, and the guy went on this tirade, I mean, very calmly, you know, but he just like, he went on it and he just went, that should never have happened, he should have approached the leadership and spoken about his heart and yeah, right. They were like drilling holes through people's tongues and, and burning them at the stake kind of stuff. You know, it's just like, yeah, right. That was going to work. 
Um, but yeah, the, you know, he should have, because we, we should have been one church. And I thought, yeah, well, we still are. We just got it all different names. I said, but can you imagine the bondage we would have been under if we were still all that? You know, people still controlling whether we can read the Bible, teach the Bible. You know, I, I, that's just crazy. But they honestly yeah. believe that. Yeah, like I said last week, you know, there's there's one honest guy that I know of. The guy that has that church in Tyler is Jerry's Temple. You know, he call, he calls it Jerry's Temple. And I'm thinking, this guy finally, there's finally one honest man out there and names it after what it really is. You know, it's my ministry. It's my church. I started this thing. This is Jerry's Temple. Yeah, and it's going to die with me too. Man. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, and so, that's the thing. I, 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 yeah, I, I just, I really feel like I, I'm, I've really been searching for the practical, not relevant. I'm not talking about relevancy. I'm, I'm talking about the practical spirit of what Jesus was telling us to do to right, influence right, the world. That's, right. you know, it's, it, for me, it's like, I've done the preaching, you know, I've done right. street preaching, high school preaching, crusade preaching, I've prophesied, I've healed, seen the sick healed, I've healed the sick, I've done, you know, done all of that stuff, led praise and worship to thousands, big churches, led praise and worship, did the whole thing with the top musicians, you know, uh, had my own youth band, had a youth group of 700 kids membership, I mean, it's just, Massive. We did things. We moved. We burnt records, cast down Satan, that satanic stuff. And we had like all this. We, you know, we got people bringing their rock albums at a big bonfire, burnt it all. We did, you know, I've, I've seen 40 years, Steve, just like you, you know, we've seen stuff, so much stuff. And, and you know, I, I just got down to, listen, when you go to England and you find out quickly, you got to rethink your whole approach to everything. Because some people don't even know who Jesus is. They don't even know what happens inside a church. Not interested in finding out either. Right. They have no clue. No clue. I'm talking about like no clue. In, yeah. in America, people still have an idea, you know, what goes on in church and they don't want it. But there, they don't have any clue what goes on in church. They don't know. And, and so it's it just like you, your approach has to be, re, you have to rethink yourself because the churches that don't are basically this big, you know? The churches that are functioning big with, with are, the, are the African churches, you know? So the, the Kenyan church and the, and the Nigerian church in London, they, they packed out, they're doing the thing, you know? But if, you, if you've got to rethink how you do things, lasting effect, and that's, you can you can throw a lot of stuff. You can you know with with a good credit card and some backing, you can throw stuff and make things happen and it looks all shiny, but will it last? You know, there's a there's a, right. a, a quote that I I used a few times in the podcast, but it's like true leadership has an impact when, when you're there, but the impact lasts when you're even not there. Right. So if in your absence, that that lingering influence keeps going. Because it's the spirit of it. You leave that spirit of it, not not just you being there. You leave, and that's what Christ did. I, you know, I go away, but I'm going to leave the spirit with you. 
Exactly. <laughs> that's how it is. That that's exactly right. Fish. I like that. Yes. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm trying to say. And you just said it in words. <laughs> we actually made a point. <laughs> <laughs> we got somewhere with this today. Oh uh, yeah. No, I mean that's exactly you, yeah, you just you just articulated exactly what it's about. Yeah, that's right. You can get that, man. I think we're going to be revolutionary, you know. Right. I, I'm not talking about you and me. <laughs> well, hey, you and me as well. As yeah, but you know, I'm just saying. I think the whole church would be revolutionary if if they got to that point. You know, just like they really got that. I don't know. I, I'm really trusting and hoping that that's the that's yeah. What it's like in time, you know. So yeah, I I just got a message from Justin, and yeah. he said, "Are you and Sean doing your?" meeting today for yesterday or did did i miss yesterday's <laughs> and i thought i thought ah well maybe i'll just send send justin the actual link to this one like right now just to say, hey look here be a part of this one click yeah yeah you want to hop on <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah no it's good actually we, we had a hop on one thursday thursday we we, um, yes, Thursday. Yeah, we met with somebody from England, and and uh, that was it was good just talking things through. Yeah, and that's why both of us forgot about Friday. Yeah, so that yeah, we thought that was it, um, and then Friday came, which was a holiday, and it's it's gone. Um, anyway, yeah. So, well, we'll send. I'll I'll hook it up now and send him a link. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, good good stuff. I. I you know, I love doing this over and over again because yeah. it just—it just, you know, we've got to get our mind renewed, and and the, the renewing of the mind doesn't happen in isolation. It it happens right. when we talk things through with each other, you know. And so I'm I'm grateful. Well, like you said, whenever we get together, even we're unpacking more of this stuff. Yeah. And I'm just sure. like just like the whole reason behind it is is to leave the spirit, to leave the self same spirit with you, not not to just me be there and now be your mentor for the rest of my life. Yeah. It's, it's to leave the presence of whatever I was sent there to leave with, leave the very spirit and life of it. Not right. because exactly. then the spirit of it, the spirit of the Lord carries it through. It's not, yeah. it's not just because I taught it. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. We, I mean, that's what I love is like, we're not sitting here trying to figure out a message to preach, you know, Okay, no. what are we going to preach on this week? And this is our program for the next month. I tried that, didn't work. Um, so it's just like, you know, when you're finding this, you and I've tried that anyway, and it doesn't work. I mean, we, you and I tried that, and we look at it and we go, we end up talking about something else anyway. So, anyway, yeah, we start, we start, okay, this week's topic should be, and then, yeah, well, the, the internet went all sour on us after five minutes, and next time we jumped on it was all totally different conversations. So. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and I, I love it. It is a conversation. It is a conversation. Exactly. That's what it is. It's exactly. a life. It's yeah. a life that we're walking through, just trying to find, not trying to find it, like it says, happily feeling after him, though he be not far from any one of us. It's not that type of the blind, you know, just yeah. happily feeling after him. But it's one of those things where, like you said, it's it's unpacking 35, 40 years of this stuff to where we've had a certain mindset. And to begin to articulate what it is that the Lord's been showing us so that we can we can now begin to not just do it, 
but begin to articulate that to another generation that that right. need to know it as well. Yeah, exactly right. Except, you know, if, and that's why I'm going like, if, if we had to have, we had to have church meeting now. I mean, it's just like, okay, if we had to have that kind of gathering, a fellowship gathering kind of thing, this is what we would do. This is what I would do anyway. This is what I would expect is to sit down and say, let's talk about it. You know, it's right. just, uh, I, don't, I don't think when in Acts chapter two, when they gathered and they were devoted to the apostles' doctrine, I'm not, I don't think somebody was up preaching a printed out message of what, what the apostles spoke about, you know, and handed it out and had to report back to them on how many tithes and what the attendance was and how many people got saved and you know, I don't think that happened. You know, it's just like, uh, I think that what they did was- You've had that, to do that too? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, in fact, I enforced some of it. Oh, you did? Yeah, we had cell groups and each cell leader had to give in their report. And, and Oh, I, man. Um, and I was part of part of a fellowship where they did the same thing. And, and yeah, I was naughty because I, you know, now I've had enough of reporting on stuff and I- we get talking, I forget who's there and I forget what we spoke about, you know, because, because I just began to, uh, actually, with the, they would get together and they say, okay, what are we going to talk about this week? And I said, oh, well, they said we've got to talk about the prodigal son, but what I'd like to know is if you were the prodigal son, how would you feel? Right, right, <laughs> you know? right. Yeah. And, and if you were the dad, if you were the dad and this was your prodigal son, well, how would you feel about him, you know? Right. Oh, and you're the brother, so what would you say, you know? And it's just like, put people into the real life situation and suddenly they're going, uh, well, this is how I would feel. I said, well, okay. The Bible doesn't tell us how they were felt. It just right. says what they did. So how do you feel? How, you know, how, how would you, how do you view this thing in your position? And so suddenly the, the thing started coming alive to them. Like, okay, I'm not going to teach you, you know, all the, the 15 steps of the prodigal son. You know, it's just like, let's see how we feel in the, how we, how, how, how does it impact our lives if it was us? Because yeah, or to rehash the notes of the message on Sunday. Well, exactly. You know, and how many people attended? I just like, I don't know. I don't care. You know, let's just do it. Yeah. Because so, most, anyway. most of the cell groups that I know of or that I was a part of, you had to take whatever was preached on Sunday and break yeah. it down and yeah. then discuss those certain points that were broken right. down. Yeah. So, you know, you didn't, you didn't have the liberty to be moved by the spirit of God. Right. You were already dictated to yeah. by your master or by that particular group of what was, what was to be said. Yeah. Yeah. What was to be talked about? Uh, how do you formulate the ideas? What do you do now within this? Because you are to represent us. Yeah. And so we got to all be moving forward in the same direction. Yep. Oh, God help us, because I did that, I repent, I repent, I'm, <laughs> oh, gosh, I just, I'm, I was beating up the bride of Christ, oh, my yeah. Because oh, she wouldn't go our direction. Because she wouldn't do what I wanted, I mean, forget yeah. her husband, it's like, <clears throat> um, yeah. The, Oh, yeah, this is somebody else's bride we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just like another man's wife, you know, just yeah. Uh, and you're trying to you're trying to control her. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, if you try to do that with my wife, I'd slap you silly on six ways and but one, you know. Yeah. I mean, really, I, I you just like you try and control my wife. No, it's just not. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, 
It's a journey. It's a journey. So we appreciate you being with us. Hope you made it right through the the uh, two hours, the, almost the, the hour or bit with us and um, enjoyed our conversational time. Hey, you know what? Take time to discuss these things also with those around you. Sit down, talk about it. You know, it's just why? Why do we? Have, you know, that's why people don't feel like they can actually do anything because they can't preach. And nobody said you have to preach to be an right. The influence is because you take the time to have a chat with somebody about things and life right. and then begin to influence them with the principles and the precepts and the keys of the kingdom. You know, that's what you should be doing. And that's, that's what we're right. trying to show you. It's just we're talking. That's what we do. Um, and and you know, we influence each other and hopefully um, you gain some of what we're sharing with you as well. So Appreciate you being with us. Hey, have a super Easter weekend and um, look forward to seeing you next Friday. If not Friday, it'll be Saturday. And if it's not Saturday, it will Sunday. <laughs> and we'll see you. <laughs> All right. Love you lots. Appreciate you. See you soon. Bye. Right. Bye.